Listen, uh, it's a brand new year, and I know a lot of us at the beginning of the year, we, we try to do things better, right? We try to make these New Year's resolutions. You know what? Let's just take one day at a time and make the right choice and follow Jesus every day. Because if we do that and we don't look too far down the road, um, he'll keep moving in our life. He'll keep speaking to us. So I want to read you this scripture, and there'd be no better way to start out the new year but, by, but than talking about the cross. And that's why we had these made, a few guys in our church who did an amazing job. Can we give it up for Isaac and Gabe, and I don't know who else helped, and, and uh, amazing job. And we'll talk a little bit about what we're going to do with these a little later, but let's, let's, uh, let's do something a little different. Let's stand up, and let's read this this word uh, together today, as they put it here on the screen. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place of the skull. <laughs> there they nailed him to the cross. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much today for your goodness and your faithfulness. Speak to us today through this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey. You can go look in your Bible later, John 19, 17 to 18. That's all right. That happens sometimes. No, none of their fault back there. Our computer's getting a little rusty. Um, today I'm excited about this message. I'm excited uh, for a couple more reasons too. For three more reasons. My dad is here and his wife, Heather. Can we welcome them? He's going to wave to you. That's my, that's my dad. And then a good friend of Tara and I's, she was in our youth group. Uh, Bethany's here from Sarasota. She's awesome. She's, she's a good friend of ours. So I'm so glad that you guys are here today. And, uh, but I, got, I started thinking about this idea a few months ago. And God quickly said, we're going to be talking about the cross this year. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> Let's do it. And uh, we started putting it on everything. And really, it made me think about focusing. You know, Shannon talked about that earlier. He actually used a scripture that was a part of my sermon, and last night I took it out of my sermon. And now I know why. And so I started thinking about something. I started thinking, um, and if Emma, if you're okay with me talking about you for a minute, didn't know you are going to be here, but... Um, Emma, few, Emma loves to read, right, Emma? She loves reading. She loves reading novels and the Bible and my text messages <laughs> and my Facebook over my shoulder. She'll read everything. Um, but I started noticing a year ago that she was holding the book a little closer to her face. And I started wondering, I'm like, I wonder if one of, like, I wonder if she's, she needs some glasses, right? Some of us need glasses to see clearly. So we took her to the doctor and she had, if she, they, the doctor put this, put this on. Remember this, Emma? And they, they made Emma look through this. But before that, they made her read from one of these. You've probably seen one of these before at the doctor, right? And uh, they made her read one of these, and she got where I could read probably the whole thing, and she got down. I kind of thought at first she was joking, but she couldn't read um, down past line um, about four or five. And it kind of was a little bit concerning, and so they started back with that machine, and they started kind of looking and figuring out her eyes, and, and one eye was 20-20. That means perfect. Isn't that awesome? 
One eye was perfect, and then the other eye was 2040. So I don't know if there's any eye doctors in the room, but what that really means is what I can see from 40 feet away, Emma could only see at 20 feet. So she had to, she had to get a lot closer than I did. That's double uh, further than, than, I, than, than I can see. So right away, she got glasses and boom, Emma could see really well out of both eyes. It was like, it was like a miracle. And some of those, some of you with glasses, you're like, yeah, we do that. And then you get contacts. But she could see clearly. And it was really important because she loved reading so much. It was really important because she, she loved school, which I'm not sure anybody else loves school, but my kid loves school. And so um, the year before last, she would get A's and B's and maybe a C or two. And then this year, all she's had is A's. Yeah. And so what's really impressed me about this is when we can see clearly, when we can focus, we win. We do the right thing. And so Emma right away could see clearly and right away her life changed. Right away things started happening different in her life. She got like free stuff at school for doing so well. She got awards, all these things, because one, we, we, we noticed there was an issue with her eye. Two, we corrected it. You know what? God wants to do that in our life too. Do you know that? That every waking moment that we have, God is saying, God is saying what Vicky said. He's knocking at the door and says, hey, let me in. I got some corrective surgery for you. You don't even have to put the glasses on. Help me help you. Let me be part of your life. Let me in because I've got something great for you. In 2020, God is ready and willing to correct our vision. He's ready to correct our life, ready to correct our bad habits, ready to correct the sin that, that's holding us back, ready to release the chains and give us freedom. I don't know about you, but I do see some people in the room that I'm excited that you're here today. All of you. But there's some special people that I haven't seen maybe in a little while. But I'm excited because this is a brand new day. It's a brand new day for you. It's a brand new year for you. You know what? In order to do that, um, today maybe as we're speaking in front of you, there's a card. There's probably a green one or a light blue or yellow or pink one. If you want to just grab one of those cards for me and show me. Everybody wave your card. Right? There you go. If you don't have one, we'll get you one. But you should have one. There should be one around for everybody. And then there's a pen also. There should be a pen for mostly everybody there too. But today, as I'm speaking this message... I believe that God is going to give you a word or he's going to give you something and say, listen, this is what you need to leave in 2019. I know we're past that. But today, when I leave the building, I'm going to fold this up and God is going to take it from me because he wants to give me corrective surgery today. I want a new vision for my life. I want to change the things that aren't going so well. And you know what? That's not just to be a better person, okay? You know, all these, you hear, oh, just be a better person, right? Everybody will read this book, and I'll watch that TV, and I'll, I'll listen to Dr. So-and-so, right? 
That's all great and everything. Jesus isn't here to just give us a better life. He's here to change our life. And it might not be better right away. But you know what? Our eternity with him is so important that he says, hey, I'm here. I'm knocking at the door. So today, would you do that? Would you start writing some things during the message on there? And you're going you're gonna to leave this place without it. Don't put your name on it. But correcting our vision isn't always easy, is it? We may have grown up a certain way. We may have started a habit at a young age. We may be so deep in whatever that we are doing that it feels like it's so hard to dig out. But you know what? In one instant, Jesus can fix all of that. That he can give you freedom in an instant. But to start, we need to focus on the right things. Today, I want us to focus on the cross and how important that is to our story. You know, when I think about the cross, maybe we're all thinking about the cross for a minute. What do you think about? Maybe you think about sacrifice, right? Jesus went to the cross for us. His sacrifice, his blood there. Our salvation. Salvation just simply means you're saved. You're saved from hell. You're saved from the life you used to live. Maybe when you look at the cross, you think of forgiveness. Maybe when you look at the cross, you think of hope. You think of eternity. You think of freedom. You know, when my eyes are focused on the right things, when I prioritize my time, when I'm focused on the right things, everything else becomes blurry. Everything else becomes dim. The wrong things fade away. The worldly things become dim. I begin to grow. When we focus, we are in tune with Him. With him. You know, we tend to go where our eyes are focused, right? I remember when I was younger, my mom, um, God help her, right? She's a, she drives a car. That doesn't mean she's a good driver. Um, my mom would drive where she was looking, right? So if she saw a dog on the side of the highway, my mom would start veering toward the dog. <laughs> it was scary. But I learned how to pray in that car. Learned how to call upon the name of the Lord in that vehicle. My dad's not much better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but she tended to go where she was looking. So imagine if in 2020, we focus on the right things. We focus on the cross. We put that in our forefront. And the cross just simply today is representing Jesus, our hope, our salvation. Our passion. Turn our eyes on Jesus. In 2020, God is ready and willing to correct our vision. But you know what? Our culture doesn't really get it. Right? Maybe even today, you're like, why are we, why are we doing this church thing? Why are, why are these Christians doing this and this and this? Look what, look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.18. He said, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
You know what? We don't need to worry about what the world thinks of what we are focused on. We don't need to worry about that. You know, the message of the cross proclaims how Christ gave his life to pay the penalty for our sin. It acknowledges Jesus' sacrifice for us, celebrates the life provided by that sacrifice, and requires people to make a personal choice regarding how they will respond to God's sacrifice. It's important when we see that cross, we see where we could have been. We see the price that's paid for us. But you know what? Let's not make it a selfish message today. But see that this cross is for anyone. It's for Republicans. It's for Democrats. It's for black people and white people and Asian people. And our friends to the south and our friends to the north. This message is for everybody. This message is also for people in India. We have missionaries here that are heading to India soon. Can we give them a hand right here, Brett? And uh, we support them every month. You support them every month. But this message is for people in India as well with all their hot food. This doesn't need to be a secret club. It's for everybody. So, in 2020, if we're going to see clearly who God is, see clearly who he wants us to be, if we're going to have the best year ever, which I'm, I'm going to have the best year ever, I'm declaring it right now, right? We need to, number one, write this down, focus on seeking. Number one, focus on seeking. Now we go back to Emma's glasses, right? We, we take that corrective thing off and we start, things begin, become blurry. Maybe they're dim. But when we put them on, we start focusing. What are we going to focus on with our relationship? The Bible says it's not by works, right? So that no one can boast. Well, this person, oh, they built, a, they built this beautiful cross. It's not by our works, it's by who, it's by the sacrifice of Jesus. So focus on seeking. You know, it's hard for me to focus. Anybody like that? Squirrel, right? It's hard for me to focus. May, I, I can, I don't know if other guys are like this, kind of nod. Well, you're probably not focusing, but <laughs> nod if this is right. Can you, fo can you focus on more than one thing at a time? Can you focus on one thing at a time? Yes. That's me, right? Tara's like, did you hear me? I'm like, no, I was sending this person a message. Just, just, uh. And, and she, my wife is amazing because she can focus on multiple things at a time. She is like, like the power house at our house, right? Me, I'm do, I get one thing done. Yes. Tara's like, yeah, I've got 14 things done. I'm going to rest. Great. But I, I find it hard to focus. But you know that God can help us focus, right? And what do we focus on? 
What do we hold dear? What do we treasure? You know, this year I want to focus on Jesus. And how do we do that? Like, ah, like Shannon said earlier, we need to, we want to read the Bible together this year. So we're going to kick each other a little bit and say, hey, you missed one day. <laughs> Let's help each other out, lift each other up. We want to pray together. We want to, we want to gather the church together. Sunday is my favorite day because I get to come and hang out with everybody here. And we get to encourage each other. The Bible says to spur each other on. You've heard me say it a, a thousand times. But that's partially why we're here. To spur each other on. Why do we come Wednesday? To spur each other on. But it's hard for me to focus sometimes. But we talk about this treasure. Where is our treasure? Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So as we question some of these things today, you, let's start questioning, God, where is my heart as I start 2020? Where is my heart? Is it, is it for you? Is it a little bit selfish like the rest of us? Yeah. But, but what are we going to focus and where is our heart focused on this year? You know, I was thinking about this scripture earlier, and then um, I wasn't able to share it, but I was thinking about this scripture in Ephesians, and it won't be on the screen, but I, I feel like sometimes Christians in America are sleepy. You know what I'm saying? I get sleepy in my faith sometimes. And I love what Paul encourages us to do. Look what he says here. Um... It says, for it, for it is light that makes everything visible. That is why it is said, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. I believe that God wants to wake us up. I don't mean in the morning, okay? Hopefully you'll get up in the morning, get off to work, or do whatever you're doing. But I, I feel like he wants to wake us up spiritually. He said, yes, in America we, we're so blessed, Right? I want to be woken up to the things of God in 2020. I want to be, I want to be not just for myself, but for the people around me. So that when I walk in a place, I can say, hey, can I pray for you? I feel like you're having maybe a bad day. Look what it says here in Matthew 10, 38, 39. If you refuse to take up your cross... And follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. This is in the red letters here, Jesus. It says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. I, I saw the guys carrying in the crosses yesterday to put it in here. And we, we had this conversation like, wow, like these are hollow in the back. From the front, you don't really notice. But they said they're, they're not... They're not easy to get around, but imagine a cross. Imagine the cross that Jesus had to carry, the weight of it. And it wasn't just like, hey, he's a healthy guy. They just whipped him 39 times. And it wasn't just with a, a leather whip. This thing had bones and nails and glass in it. We talked too that some people died on the way to their crucifixion. So imagine you have Jesus here carrying the cross. And, 
And he's saying here, listen, you're going to have some burdens. You're going to have a heavy load here and there. But we can rest in him that he already took the full weight, the full brunt of sin and death on the cross. Isn't that amazing? You know, the Bible talks a lot about seeking the Lord. Seeking is a desire. Do you desire the things of God this year? Seeking, right? We're seeking the things of God. Now, I'm just going to share these really quickly. So if, if you can't keep up with me, I'm sorry, Blake. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Second Chronicles 15 says, The Lord is with you when you are with him. If, we, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will be forsaken. He will forsake you. Second Chronicle or First Chronicles sixteen eleven. Look at look to the Lord in His strength. Seek His face always. Now the Bible's trying to tell us something here, isn't it? Trying to tell us here that that seeking God is that it needs to be our focal point. Psalm sixty one. 63.1, you, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Matthew 7.7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Imagine going into 2020 saying, listen, I'm going to knock. I'm going to seek. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray maybe things that are embarrassing. I'm going to pray dr big dreams. You know, God is looking for his people not just to pray at dinner time. Right? We don't need to be just dinner time prayer warriors. We need to pray that cancer is healed. Right? We need to pray for our leadership. We need to pray for our president. We need to pray for the people on our street that they would come to know Jesus. We need to pray that our neighbors would be blessed. We need to pray in the middle of a restaurant for our friends. It's important that we seek him. Psalm 37, 4, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desire of your heart. What do you desire today? What are you seeking today? And then the second, and this is the last one, Nail it to the cross. Nail it to the cross. As Jacob comes. Look what it says in Galatians 5, 24 and 25. So those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. So today, you're going to get the opportunity as you start looking at this card, like it's blank, Pastor Landon. You know who you are. You know, you know the things that God's been working in your life on, right? You know those things. And God's saying, write one down. What do you want to leave here today? What do you want to leave at my cross today? What is it? You know, I love this word that is put in here. It says belong. 
You know, belonging to Christ isn't a job. It's not, it's not a work that you go off to. Right? Oh, well, I went to church. Check. I read my Bible. Check. I prayed at dinner. Check. Oh, I gave my tithe. Check. Check. We just belong. The, the scripture simply says, Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. There's nothing you can do that earns your way into heaven, that earns your way into a relationship or belonging. It's that when you call on the name of the Lord, you belong. You were purchased on Calvary 2,000 years ago. And all we have to do is say, yes, I want to follow you. I want to focus on you. I want you to do some corrective eye surgery on me today. I don't want it to be dim or hazy or out of focus. I want to focus on you. And look what it says in Galatians. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Listen, today we're going to make a stand and tell the enemy, this is where I'm leaving it. You're not going to mess with me in this area of my life again because I'm nailing it to the cross. So could you just take a moment, if you haven't yet, and put on there what you're going to nail to the cross. Maybe you don't want to come up today. That's fine. We won't push you. But what we'll do here in a moment is John and... and uh, Monica, they'll have some push pin tacks. And you can come up, you can have it where people can see it. You can fold it. You can pin it to the cross that way. You can pin it backwards. But before you go today, if this is something you desire to do, if you want to focus on the Lord this year and say, 2020 is yours, God. These are the habits. This is the sin. Remember, Galatians 5, 24 and 25 says, Those who belong to Christ have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there and left them there. So let's stand for a moment. Maybe you're still writing. That's fine too. But can I challenge you with just a couple things today? And if, if, if you're heading out or if you're done putting yours on the cross, please be respectful of the other people. Maybe you want to come up and pray or maybe you put it on there and, and, and you want to hang out and pray for a while. The altars here are going to be open for you because we're going to say, we're going to declare today, Jesus, this is your year.
This is the year I grow in you. This is the year I read my Bible all the way through. This is the year I pray with my family at night and before they go to school. But here's my challenge today. Commit 2020 to Jesus. Commit your time and your energy to him. Let's pray and then we'll, if you want to hold this up, if you have it written on, let's do that. Lord, I give you everything today. Can we just say this together? Lord, I give you everything today. 2020 is your year. Have your way in my life. Forgive me. Transform me. Revive me. Wake me up. Lead me on your path. Give me your joy, your hope, your passion. Help me to love like you. Help me to see people like you see people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So you can start, maybe come up and...
some openings on this side if anybody wants to come over on this side.